Hello and welcome to the Nourish Practice podcast, a podcast focused on all things intuitive eating, intuitive movement and helping you heal your relationship to food while moving away from diet culture in hopefully a nice relaxed way. There'll be a mixture of solo episodes and guest interviews. Any topics you would like included just send me a DM on Instagram at Nourish Practice and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast. This week we are talking about intuitive eating at Christmas and this is very much intended to be a bit of an introduction. I know it's only just hit December but you might be thinking about it and I'm going to do a follow-up which is sort of frequently asked questions at Christmas so send me a DM on Instagram if you would like to ask some particular questions or have anything that you want discussed. Now if you don't know what intuitive eating is or it's a new concept to you I will breeze through it very quickly but do know there is a whole back catalogue of episodes and information blog posts etc for you to explore and an ebook which I'll put in the link below. So intuitive eating is a framework developed by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch and it's focused on tuning back in with internal hunger and fullness cues and ultimately listening to your body when it comes to food and movement. The principles not in a particular order, but this is the one generally followed, are reject the diet mentality, honour your hunger, make peace with food, challenge the food police, find the satisfaction factor, feel your fullness, cope with your feelings with kindness, respect your body, movement, feel the difference, and lastly, gentle nutrition. They can be followed in any order, but that's a general one. Again, lots of episodes, etc. on that, so you can scroll all the way back if you would like to and see the first few. So what is the challenge with Christmas? So often at Christmas, we experience a lack of control. Our schedules completely change. We're off our normal patterns. This can be what we eat, how we socialise, how we move, just our whole schedule becoming much, much busier. If you have a disordered relationship with food or you struggle with food, this can make you really anxious about what you're taking in, what you feel you should be eating. This mixed with social pressure, comments from friends and family, just sort of makes that like a volcano it's a bit of a can erupt at any time and we can have a bit of a a meltdown so before we even approach the topic take a few breaths know that the season doesn't last very long it's okay it's normal to feel anxious pre-christmas we'll try and plan ahead we'll try and take some things in mind ultimately it's all a learning experience and january will come around annoyingly quickly so let's start with some mindfulness so mindful eating practice focuses on the sensations within your body when it comes to food without judgment so what it is how it is done mindfulness is focus observing but without judgment is the key so some practical tips to be present with food at christmas is eat slowly but this is with the caveat of not trying to control too much the speed at which you eat. I remember seeing years ago some sort of slightly disordered content where I was like, try and chew things X amount of times. Not like that, but just eat slowly, mindfully. Christmas is a whole range of new foods, new textures, new ways of cooking, some ingredients that aren't out in the rest of the year. Take time to savour it. Use all your senses. How does it smell? What is the texture? Is it hot? Is it cold? All those sorts of things. You might have music playing. Listen to that while you're eating. If you like using a hunger and fullness scale, you can use that. Either print it out, have it with you, have a mental check-in. But take those pauses to observe and be present. Take breaks as and where you need. Whether it's a few breaths or having room, having a room you can go to, having some time out. As if you're sitting down for Christmas dinner with your family, maybe it's just taking a pause, taking a few breaths, continuing check-in, how full... How hungry am I? If it is just your snacking throughout the day, 
again, just know you can come back to it. You can take breaks. And actually, it sounds weird, but being social can help you be mindful without being mindful. And this is the art of distraction. So sometimes when we're super internal, we overthink, we've got that narrative going, we can kind of spiral and loop in our brain. So sometimes during times when you're eating with friends, with family at Christmas, you kind of have no choice but to be in the moment because you're actively engaging in conversation. You're doing other things that mean you're not just thinking about what you eat. You're actively engaging. Sometimes even with nutritionists, you'll have people during session eat lunch on Zoom so that you have someone to talk to and you're eating without overthinking it. So if this is helpful to you, embrace it. Eat a little more with family and friends. Try and make lunch dates so that it's a bit more, this is a social situation with food rather than I'm just focused on the food. Which leads us nicely to navigating social situations at Christmas. Is the season to be social or not? So first things first, you can be as antisocial as you like. And I know that's a thing of like, why are you giving me permission? But sometimes it's nice for an external voice to tell you that. I'm super antisocial and will enable anybody to be a bit more of a homebody. But yes, you can say no to whatever you feel isn't right for you during the Christmas season. Just assess whether this no is coming from, I need rest, I need to meet my needs, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I just need some breathing space, or I want to avoid situations with people, I'm anxious about food and that's holding me back. If so, maybe address this because you don't want to look back and say, I missed out on key memories and key experiences because I was worried about food. But equally, you need to meet yourself where you're at and know when you need rest and when to push. This comes with time. And again, intuitive eating is trusting that internal signal. You know when you're avoiding and you know when you need rest. Or it's something maybe you can work on with friends, family, talk it through with them or with a professional if you need to. So there's something in DBT therapy called cope ahead. And this is basically where you imagine you're in a situation. Decide what coping or problem solving skill you might use. Writing out a plan and rehearsing how you would cope. Thoughts, feelings, actions, etc. This allows you to get into that stressful space. Think about how you would deal with it without you being in it. And then once you've made that plan or while you've thought about how that would feel, you then use mindfulness and self-care to just relax you afterwards. So you've encountered the stress, then relax, and you have a bit of a plan. So that if that situation arises, you know, ah, a good coping strategy for me in that situation where I'm surrounded by friends and family and it gets too overwhelming is to have some breathing exercises ready to go. It is to have something on my phone I can look at, maybe a quote or something to read that just helps bring me down. Or I have a text message going, chain going with a friend and I've told them I would like their support during an evening with family and they've said they're free to chat on the phone or to text me as needed. Which leads us into the next one. Um, preempt who could help socially. If your best friend is great at supporting you and navigating food choices and setting boundaries, invite them, have a chat with them, lean on them as needed. If a family member is really great, for example, they can step in if relatives make some comments that aren't appropriate and just won't listen to you setting boundaries. Maybe having that deflection of a family member that understands will help. So use your social circle as needed and as helps you. And again, that leads us into setting boundaries. So saying something such as, I would like for us not to discuss weight or calories at the table for this meal. If it comes up, I'll either deflect the conversation away. But if it repeats, just know if I'm not being respected and therefore I'll have to excuse myself from the table and I will meet you guys later or I'll just take some time for myself and maybe come back. If that's a boundary you want to set and it's that final, set it. But then you have to follow through with it in order for it to be enforced. Maybe it's a bit more gentle boundaries. You just say, when it comes up, 
I would like us not to talk about that or you never get away. Again, use a family member to help. But the more things occur and the more you realise they're not helping you and actually hindering you, the more those boundaries might need to be quite set and quite final. As always, remember, no is a complete sentence. Moving on to celebrating without guilt. So first things first, ask yourself, why am I feeling guilty? It's all about mindset. You shouldn't feel guilty for eating any food unless you've stolen it. There should be no shame and guilt associated with food. We often feel like we only eat quote-unquote unhealthy or bad food over Christmas. But fundamentally, there is no good or bad food. We want to move away from labelling it as good, bad. Food is food. Some is more nutrient-dense and some is more comfort food, food for the soul. And you cannot enjoy any food if we are categorising or demonising it. Have you rejected the diet mentality, the idea that you are striving for the thin ideal through constant dieting? Try and move away from this and ultra-strict diets and just treat food as food. It will serve you in some way. Maybe it's not nutritionally, maybe it's comfort, maybe it's socially, etc. Maybe it's just enjoyment. You deserve to enjoy food. No ifs, no buts. You have the right to enjoy it, not earn it. So let's zoom out and jump ahead of you. Our bodies are quite good at homeostasis, so keeping that sense of balance. Now, if you're like me, you tend to reach about the 28th of December and have had enough chocolate to last the year. And this is not in terms of like binging or overeating, just habituation. You get used to it. You're eating it a little bit more. Your brain goes, it's not new. It's not exciting. I've had enough of it. Generally, we all start to go, I want some vegetables. I want some more nutrient dense foods. You get bored of the same thing. I chat to people. Happens really often. So you start to add these back into your diet. And actually... You start to slowly eat that range of foods that you were eating before Christmas. And look, over the course of a year, that balances itself out. Those couple of weeks at Christmas do not change anything dramatically. Because your body will strive for balance and will naturally pull itself back to that range of foods. Trust your body and know when Christmas food is no longer shiny, off-limits or deemed bad, which is then when we want to eat as much of it, or it's off-limits, I can only eat it over a two-day period, I'm going to eat loads then actually our body goes, I don't want it anymore. I want this instead. I want to be fueled. If a friend said to you, I feel guilty for eating Christmas dinner, what would you say to them? Would you say, yes, you should feel guilty and feel horrible. How dare you eat Christmas dinner? Or would you say, you're being silly. What do you mean? It's one meal. How would you say it? Would the tone be different to your internal narrative to yourself? Would you say different things? Would you support them? Or would you agree with them? Have that little think, have that little rumination. If it helps, act it out with a friend. So, say you say, but I want nutrients. Let's add a little bit of gentle nutrition. So, first things first, gentle nutrition is taking external info and attuning it with what you know internally. So, that's headlines, that's scientific info, that's people on social media, and going, okay, the headlines are saying I should eat 10 vegetables a day, for example, just pulling a number out of the air. But I know, after about five, I start to get a bit of a stomach ache because of the fibre content. So I'm going to stick with five, but I'm going to spread them throughout the day. Maybe have a little bit more fruit. Maybe try some beans and pulses. So it's going, I'm taking that external and fitting it in with my lived experience and what works with my life. So the first step is how do you approach information? Especially at this time of year, you'll hear claims, stories, headlines on TV. You'll see January diets already being marketed. Do you internalise those? Do you accept them as true? I've already seen articles like Christmas dinner has X amount of calories. Do you read those? Do you listen to them? Or do you ignore them? Start to think about how you take in information. Even just starting to ignore wild health claims actually can have a major impact on your intake, your mental health and your stress levels. 
just a small thing. So the three sort of pillars, as it were, of gentle nutrition are adequacy. Are you eating enough? It's easy to restrict over the festive period as a way of fending off quote unquote future calories. So are you getting enough? Make sure you're getting enough food in. Secondly, balance. And this is not each meal, each snack, each whatever. It's overall. Again, our body has a good sense of balance. So often we naturally balance things out. Try and take that step back and look from a bird's eye view rather than looking at one meal in isolation. Lastly, variety. Eating an abundance of nutrients often leads to enjoyment and actually helps with that balance. And actually, weirdly, when you think about it, the lack of routine at Christmas can increase the variety of things we eat. See, it is an opportunity to explore these new foods and other things. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't tend to eat Brussels sprouts in June. They're probably not in season. But you eat them at Christmas. Same with maybe parsnips or other vegetables. Now, when you think of a roast dinner, you're probably thinking... Oh, calories are this or other things. But for most of us, we eat a large amount of vegetables that we don't normally eat at this time of year, which is going to do good things for our gut and for that variety in our diet. Now, from a sort of nutrition sense, if you think of the three main macronutrients, which is sort of a, an easy way to see how your plate is, quote unquote, balanced and you're getting a little bit of everything. So carbs, protein and fat. Yes, fat can be good for you and is needed in the body and you need a little bit with each meal. But anyway, I will not digress. Believe it or not, a Christmas dinner often contains a good source of all three. Whether you're a meat eater or a meat replacement, that tends to have the protein, a little bit of carbs in there. Again, we load up on veggies so that you've got a lot of carbs, you're getting that vegetable content in. And you get a little bit of fats, things like roast potatoes, gravy, various sauces, etc. So actually you're getting all three in there. So you are getting those macronutrients. We're just not being super strict on quantities and percentages. Secondly, make sure you drink enough water. It's easy to get dehydrated, whether you increase your alcohol content, whether you're drinking fizzy drinks, or whether you're just eating a little bit more and aren't as active throughout the day, you may not be actively drinking enough water. So make sure you hydrate enough so that you're not feeling dehydrated. And then last one, sounds like it's not nutritionally important, but it really is. Make sure you rest often you'll hear the term rest and digest if you're eating more you need to make sure you're resting you're not in that fight or flight mode take the time to de-stress take that little rest breaks not only will this help you with digestion it'll help tune in with that fullness that satisfaction so take breaks often focus on what you can add to what you're eating in the festive season maybe another side dish maybe stocking up on things you find satisfying that are more nutrient dense to have to hand so that they are an option so if you say for example oh i find eating dried fruit really satisfying i really like them small handful lunchtime in the office makes me feel great having them tanned at home not saying i have to eat those at lunchtime instead of whatever i'm offered but saying they're there if i need them oh i quite like to have lots of fruit available i quite like to have i make a pasta salad for lunch when i'm in the office i really like it but it's christmas time at home i can't be eating that i have to eat something festive nope having it in the fridge ready to go that's what i really crave that's what i'll have Ultimately, ask yourself if worrying about nutrient density, so how quote-unquote healthy something is, so it's just, yes, nutrient density is the term we use. Um, if that will require a complete overhaul of your festive season, it will affect how social occasions go, it will affect your relationship with friends and family. Is that worth it to you? Is it worth affecting your Christmas dinner by measuring out portions, checking calories, really thinking about it? probably not then maybe it's time to take that step back and give yourself unconditional permission to eat 
and adjust how you're mentally approaching food rather than the food itself? Is the instinct to adjust your intake coming from a place of guilt and shame or exploration and intrigue? Oh, maybe I can add this to my meal. Maybe I want to try this recipe. Well, this would be quite good rather than I have to do this. I'm a bad person if I don't do this. See where it's coming from. What started that message? Dig a little deeper. On to a note for self-care during the Christmas season. So starting with a reminder that self-care means something different for everyone. For some, it's a stereotypical unplug, relax, bubble baths, all the rest. For others, it is facing an issue head on, planning for the worst outcome, having a strategy, getting everything done so they have mental peace of mind. It's important finding out what works for you, especially during the festive season. Especially in times of such social excess, it's easy to think that you're filling up your cup by hanging out with others and sort of enjoying yourself having some time off. But actually it can be draining, especially if you're quite introverted. I'm quite introverted, so I understand. Um, And let's be honest, there's such implicit expectation on a lot of us to be super social during this season. and be so happy and super into it. But sometimes we need to decompress, so setting boundaries, taking that time out, and finding what, again, helps you decompress, can help you deal with such a busy season. And with things like movement, it's not punishment, but if that helps you self-care, actually taking that time out of my day to move really helps me deal with the overwhelmingness of December, then great, use that. And if you've been on my Instagram this month, cough, cough, it's at Nourished Practice, if you don't follow already, you would see I've been focusing on sharing information regarding emotional eating and sort of emotions in general. Emotional eating often becomes a way to cope when we don't practice self-care. We reach that point of escape burnout and over Christmas especially with emotions running quite high it's easy to experience emotional eating and that's always absolutely fine to emotional eat but when it becomes that crutch and you're just using that to deal with negative emotions it may be that you need to turn to other self-care strategies to help get those out and again I appreciate that Christmas can be a really hard time emotionally whether it's you've had traumatic experiences in the past or hard relationships with, with family members if food is the only way you can deal with that and that is the most constructive way to deal with it There is nothing wrong with emotional eating in intuitive eating. It's just finding alternative strategies if you can. Again, a note here on movement. Focus on what it can give you. Maybe get some fresh air, alone time, time to switch off, listen to music. Just get some endorphins going. Use it as a punishment or not something you feel like you should do. I should keep my exercise routine. For most people I chat to, exercise is the first thing that gets moved as their calendar fills up. And they don't feel bad for that. They just know it's not serving them right now and they can always get back to it. They try and find a routine that works for them because they know that movement does help them. But they're not forcing themselves to do it if actually adding that run at the end of a long day will just completely exhaust them. Maybe it moves to the weekend. So sort of to finish up, some practical tips for intuitive eating at Christmas time. So first things first, don't preempt eating by restricting. Have you ever been to a supermarket hungry? You get home and wonder, how did you get so much stuff? Why did you buy these things? But it's because your stomach takes over a little bit and your brain's a little slow where you haven't eaten enough. The same will happen if you don't eat to quote-unquote save calories for later on. Plus you get hunger, you might get physical symptoms, headache, and you just generally feel not great. Plus this often causes people to eat past this point of satisfaction. You end up overfull, feeling sick, guilty, and just not great. If you've experienced this, me describing it will stir up that feeling and you'll know what it feels like in your body. And if you've done this, no, you're not alone. It happens, especially with the novelty of Christmas food. We want to eat as much of it as we can before it disappears from the shelves. But if we make sure we're eating enough, then we'll tune in a little more with fullness 
and we've got that mental headspace to decide what we would like to eat. With that second thing, check in regularly. Hunger, fullness, satisfaction. They are your trio of things to check in on. Whether you want to print off a physical scale, there's one on my website, mentally check in or just take those breaks every now and again. How hungry are you? What will it take to satisfy you? Give yourself unconditional permission to eat, but also remind yourself satisfaction is the goal. Not an empty plate, not to eat enough to satisfy someone else. It's how much you need to feel full and feel satisfied today. On the note of that, if you know scarcity means you eat more than would satisfy you, make a plan, e.g. stuff like asking the host, oh, if I don't finish my food, could I take some with me? Because I I know that your baked dessert that you make every Christmas is one of my favourite things, but I'm feeling a little full. Can I take some with me? Because I'd love to eat it later. That will help deal with the mental stress of, I don't want to eat past fullness and make myself feel not great, but I may not get a chance to eat this for a while. Having that idea of a plan getting some extra things like I know people stock up on festive chocolate so that they've got them January, February and they're not a scarce. Which leads us nicely into the idea of cravings and Christmas one-offs. Now again this is the caveat of some products are only available during the festive season. Things like I love the Dairy Milk Snowmen and they're only here for November, December. Although for the most part nowadays you can get Christmas food from October all the way through January. The window is expanding each year. Remind yourself there's always another chance to eat a food you are enjoying. And I actually have a post uh, scheduled on my Instagram shortly. It will be out in a couple of weeks. I don't remember my own schedule. Um, but it talks about what we call the double-edged sword of knowing you've had enough. Catchy, I know. Um, but basically this idea, you can be really happy, you're in tune with your body, your fullness, and you feel, I'm in control. But you can also feel sad that you d- won't finish a lovely meal, you don't have space for dessert, and you know it won't satisfy you anymore. And it's really, really normal. It's that small bit of grief for, oh, I love eating dessert, but I just know I'm full and satisfied and it will just make me feel not great. It's power in knowing that, but you can also be sad that you don't get to experience something you would normally enjoy. Next thing, during the festive season, find things you enjoy away from food. It's easy to focus on food as the centrepiece of the season. And again, it varies family to family. Maybe for you, it is the centrepiece. But also turn to other things you might enjoy. You've got ice skating, decorating the tree, carol singing, lots of other options. Maybe start some new traditions. This makes food an add-on to an event or an activity rather than the focal point. A positive distraction, as it were. Last thing, give yourself some grace. You will mess up. And by that, I mean a situation where you might feel not great or shame. I'm not shaming you and saying that you failed. There is no failure. In intuitive eating, it's just mistakes or a learning opportunity. Maybe you realise you get satisfied easier than you thought. Or setting boundaries means you enjoy Christmas dinner a bit more. It's all learning and the season only comes once a year. So you've actually got less practice of dealing with these sorts of situations than the other 10 months, as it were. Throughout, imagine you're talking to a friend who's trying to improve their relationship to food. How would you talk to them? Try and change your internal narrative to how you would be speaking to a friend or family member. And before we sort of finish up, just a note on body image at Christmas. Christmas can be a hard time for those who struggle with their body image. You've got work parties and Christmas outfits. You might be trying on new clothes that you're getting as presents. And sometimes you even get unwanted comments from friends or family members throughout the season. I wish you luck and have some tips. But remember, your relationship with your body may take a while to improve. Give yourself patience and don't skip out on memorable memories because of what you look like. So again, create an environment of support friends, family and social media. We always demonise social media but if you can have a support network there 
maybe they can help if real life is not serving you. Let them know how they can help. If you need a hype squad, ask for it. If you need someone to help you find outfits that you feel best in, maybe turn to a friend or a family member. If you need, again, someone to help you enforce boundaries, ask them. Sometimes people don't know how they can best support you, especially when you have a hard relationship with your body. They don't want to say the wrong thing. So let them know how they can help. With boundary setting, you choose what they are and word them. I am working on my relationship with my body. Any negative comments about my appearance will not be appreciated and I might leave the conversation. And especially with elderly family members, you know what is best for you. I'm not going to tell you to stand up to your great aunt who absolutely terrifies you and start a family argument. If for you, it's not worth it. For others, they might say, you know what, my peace is worth more than anything. I'm going to set that boundary. Maybe it's worth ignoring comments, talking to someone else, having a coping strategy. You choose how important that boundary is. And again, use social media wisely. So on that note, this time of year, lots of people will be posting highlight reels, lovely pictures of their Christmas outfits, etc. It is always their best moments. If you use social media to see a range of bodies, see friends, see family, and again, have that positive experience, great, use it. If you're just using it to compare and fuel that negative internal narrative, maybe you need to take a step back for it over the Christmas season. Your choice. But check in every now and again, is it serving you? Is it helping you? Reflect on your progress. Don't strive for perfection. So throughout the season, find opportunities. How can you flex those intuitive eating muscles? What skills have you learned that can help you cope? How can you plan ahead? How can you find an option that satisfies you? Satisfaction is the goal. How was last year? Maybe it was a disaster. That's okay. What can be improved? Sometimes it's not until a day after we think, ah, should have done this, should have done that. Maybe sit down and reflect on last year. Sometimes the whole year's perspective can really shift how we see things. Again, you will, me- you will mess up. You will feel bad. It's valid. It's common. Accept yourself as you are. Turn to friends and family for support. And set realistic expectations for yourself. If you struggle at this time of year, don't expect everything to be perfect. Set those realistic expectations. Make plenty of time to rest. And don't punish yourself for messing up. Reach out for that professional support if you need it. If you have any questions based on any of this, send me an Instagram message. And like I said, I'm doing Christmas FAQs episode in a couple of weeks. So do send any scenarios or questions that you have. My books are now opening for 2024. So do get in touch if you would like to work with me as I start booking people in. My availability isn't like every day. So earlier you get in, the more likely you are to get a slot. And I book free discovery calls so no cost to you we'll chat through on the phone and just see how I can help or if not how I can refer to someone who can help you with that have a wonderful rest of your day